Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Wild Heart Diaries. So today's episode is a little bit different because I am out walking on Surrey Hills. It's nine o'clock in the morning and I'm with my friend's little dog Mo. I'm his babysitter for the next couple of weeks. And it's truly beautiful here this morning. It's slightly foggy. I wish I wish you could see what I could see. It's just beautiful. Just imagine lots of English countryside, rolling green hills, horses. The leaves are pretty bare. They've lost all of their their leaves, but um, I love the wisdom of the trees. I always feel like the trees know a lot of things. They, uh, they're old, aren't they? They're old and wise. So how are you doing? Are you okay? Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to the Wild Heart Diaries. I hope you're finding it useful and helpful. Always when I come here to stay with Mo, I find time to write and I love writing. I have written a book already called Stuck Between Two Worlds. That is the story of Ruby, Ruby Wildheart, as told by my 10 year old inner child. So the experience of growing up in a chaotic and crazy home. A, um, yes, uh, the, re the reality, I suppose the fight between her reality and the reality of her family. And it's very much a group think, you know, we think this way, so you must think this way. And if you think differently to us, then you're not part of the family. These are unwritten rules. Families have unwritten rules, unconscious contracts. And in dysfunctional families, children take on roles and they agree to, to play certain roles. And that just kind of props up the dysfunction and covers over the trauma. And this is all in that toxic puddle that I've referred to on the last few episodes. So I love coming here to write and uh, it is kind of writer's paradise, really. I stay in this beautiful cottage Imagine, have you ever seen that film, The Holiday, with Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet, where they swap homes, and she, Kate Winslet lives in a cottage in Surrey, in the Surrey countryside, and Cameron Diaz lives in this big home, plush um, mansion, it really is, in LA, and they swap lives. It's a really good film, it's a Christmas film, it's one of my favourites, and it's got Jude Law in it. He's, he's rather yummy, isn't he? <laughs> each to their own uh so yeah i it is very much it is very much a writer's paradise and come on little one off you go let's see good boy just lost my walking companion there he's gone off for a little nosy nose in the bushes <laughs> i used to do these walk and talks on my kids podcast truly madly smiley to practice mindfulness with them and they used to love it. A lot of them used to listen to it before they went to sleep at night. And so I love writing because writing has been one of the paths back to my heart, back to my true self, my soul. And when you talk to people about journaling, the things that people say are, well, I don't know what to write. What do you write about every day? You know, how do you find something to write about? I don't really think that's, that's kind of the way to come at it really i i feel like if you see the pen as like your magic wand like your your pen is 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 what the magic comes through so if you just put your pen on the paper and let the pen do the talking so i don't know how many of you are familiar with 
Julia Cameron's work. She wrote a book called The Artist's Way. I'll drop a link to it in the show notes if that's helpful. We might talk about that more on this podcast. I might even do some classes if you'd be interested to find out more about how to... It's called channeling, really. Channeling the energy of your higher self. So you've got that horrible mean girl voice of me, 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 me. You're not doing your inner critic who just tells you that you're effing it all up and that you're wrong and that people won't like you and you're an idiot and you're making a fool of yourself. And that's probably one of the reasons why we don't start doing new things because that voice is very inflamed and very loud in our heads. And the, the artist way is every morning you sit down and you just write solidly for, I think it's something like two minutes, but well, I don't know, you could start off with less if you found two minutes too long. Or set the timer on your phone and just write whatever is in your head. So you might start off by writing things like, oh, I need a wee and oh, what is this? This is a load of our rubbish and I don't know what to write and I'm really tired and oh, I want a cup of tea and you know, just write down everything your brain tells you. And then after a while of all that old waffleage comes comes the pure gold that then comes the good stuff and it might take days to get into a habit of doing that because you've really got to write unedited and i think that's what a lot of people also find difficult you know you have a right to change your mind just because you put something down on paper doesn't mean that that's your final word you have your your thoughts and your feelings flow their change on a you know, on a hourly, sometimes less than hourly, weekly, daily basis. You know, we are, we, 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 are, we are ebbing and flowing all the time. Our energy is ebbing and flowing. And so that's really how I started my journaling practice. And, and there is real power in the pen. And I know that sounds like a really trite comment to make. But the, the reason for it, I think, is because it, it connects you back to yourself. So if you think about daily life, we're always super, super busy, rushing around, doing 50,000 things, ticking things off our to-do list, doing all the jobs. And that is a way, really, I think, of being perpetually busy, even though our culture, you know, is very much like that and seems to reward busyness, which I don't really like. It it distracts us it, it's an avoidant behavior it stops us from being in the body and going oh how do i feel whereas if it's a daily practice and a ritual where you sit down with your notebook your journal get a nice a pretty one from paper chase there's some really lovely ones on etsy and yeah if you shop around i love stationery or i've just gotten into um good notes which is the ipad electronic journaling app you can make your own journals on there now that's quite interesting because I didn't think that the electronic stuff would would work for me. I was thinking, oh, that won't have the same feeling as putting pen on real paper. But actually it does. And what's really nice is because it's all stored in the cloud, so it's private. So maybe there's a level of privacy there because you've got to have a code to get into your iPad. You can just create as many journals as you like. So I've got a journal for my client notes, a personal journal. I've got lots of other workbooks and courses saved on there. I've got a journal. I've got all sorts on there and that, and you can just carry that around with you. So when I'm traveling, I don't have to take loads of paperwork with me. That is also a bonus. So yes, just, just find something nice to write in, sit down in the morning 
have your cup of whatever you have, hot water and lemon, tea, coffee, water, and just sit quietly. Sometimes I play music. So I play, there is healing music. You can get it on YouTube. I could drop some links in the show notes for you. In healing music is set at a certain frequency and that's sound healing. And you can get all different types of healing videos that you can get. I usually listen to the one for self-love, but you can listen to one for grounding you back into your body. You can listen to one for, oh, what else can you listen to? Having confidence, healing and cleaning your chakras, your energy centers. So I usually pop that on, get my drink, sit down. I'm still in my pajamas at this point. I haven't got up and got dressed. But again, you know, this is your your ritual routine, so you might want to get up and get dressed first. I like to get dressed afterwards because normally when I'm in the shower, that's when all I get my downloads, when all my ideas rain down. And it's normally off the back of what I've been journaling about. It's a nice way to sort of finish off the process and wash away what I need to let go of as well. Just see it all disappearing down the plug hole. <laughs> and then what I usually do is I, I, if I feel like my brain is particularly catastrophic or overthinking trying to work stuff out that's what our thinking brain does and again that is a trauma response because it's us trying to get away from the feelings that are going on in our bodies but as I say there's something really powerful about taking all those jumbledy thoughts and putting them on the paper first of all it makes them real it makes you pay attention to them if you read them out loud to yourself, like sometimes I'll go back to old diaries and read out what I've written you know, months ago. And I'll think, God, why was I writing that? Like, where was I at there? I mean, obviously I have compassion for myself, but I, it, it's funny how when we get really caught up in our heads, some, uh, Leonie Dawson, a, a lady that I follow, a coach that I follow online says, when you get your head stuck up your own butthole, which is literally that, like you disappear into yourself and you're in this sort of alternate reality where everything is doom and gloom and, you know, chicken licking, the sky is falling on your head. And, you know, journaling has been proven as a tool for gaining clarity and insights. I see it as more as having conversations with yourself. So you're building a relationship with yourself. You're getting to know yourself. And, and that is what makes you feel good about yourself. I think I said on the first episode, the closer you get to the real you, to your heart, to your soul, to who you are, who you truly are, is when you feel happiest, when you're in alignment with what feels right to you. When you are showing up and trying to be somebody else or being what other people think you should be or, you know, pleasing other people saying yes when you mean no not doing things for yourself my, my inner critic always says oh you're so selfish it's all about you well it's always about you you always make everything about you which i was told a lot as a child actually that wasn't true that was my abuser talking about themselves it was always about them i was there to cater for their needs i was there to take care of their emotions so now I have internalized that voice. And so I say to it, shut up. I actually say, shut the fuck up sometimes. You know, like, leave me alone. I'm not selfish. I've never been able to put myself first. How dare you talk to me like that? So then I give it back. Stand up for yourself. 
take back your power. You don't have to become a victim to these thoughts. They are just thoughts, aren't they? They're not facts. They're not real. Thoughts are not facts. They're just thoughts in your head. And, uh, and you can, as Louise Hay said, and I mentioned Louise Hay before, Louise Hay said, a thought is a thought and it is just a thought and it can be changed. And one of the things that she used to say that I used to love and it always stuck in my head was, would you go to the dustbin and take out yesterday's dinner leftovers and eat them for your breakfast today? Come on, Pickle. <laughs> Come on. Oh, he's getting old now. He's 13 now. I've been looking after him for years. He's such a little poppet. Sorry, we just interrupt this broadcast for our four-legged friend as he brings up the rear. Come on, you. Come on. This is a good boy. Oh, there he goes. Um, so she used to say, would you do that? Would you take last night's dinner or leftovers out of the bin and eat them for breakfast the next day? Ugh, gross. Of course you wouldn't. But what she's saying is, why are you taking yesterday's thoughts and feeding your mind with them? They, they, they are yesterday's thoughts. That happened yesterday. I think what it shows me when I'm in that space is that I haven't actually made peace with whatever it is that I keep thinking about, that I can't stop thinking about, that I'm ruminating on, I'm obsessing over. And it is really common, especially for me, because, you know, I, I'm seven years estranged from my family, is to, to ruminate about the choices that I've had to make and make peace with them. But what the rumination does, or the obsessive thinking, is it stops me from grieving, because it's a kind of way of holding on to them, I guess. And you might find that relatable if you've come out of a toxic marriage or a toxic relationship with a romantic partner and you find yourself obsessively your time and attention is on them i mean that is part of a toxic relationship that the attention is on the other person but if that's been set up in childhood where you've been groomed to put your attention on your abusers and outside of yourself then you, you're kind of giving all your power away, aren't you? But it's an unconscious thing. So maybe us talking about it today and bringing it into awareness means that it no longer lies in the unconscious and you can recognise when you're doing it. And there is a thing called thought stopping. So I suppose it's a bit like me saying, shut the F up to, to that horrible voice in my head. Um, but you can just simply clap your hands and say no. And you get, that becomes an internal boundary then. That's self-control and self-discipline. That's saying, I'm not going to allow myself to go there. I'm not. But you may have to get quite far on in your healing to be able to do that. Because initially, as I say, when I first started this process, I actually wish I had an off switch for my thoughts, for my brain. I said that to my mum once on the phone. I remember being walking around our cricket green on the phone to her and saying, I just can't stop my mind. I can't, my mind is racing. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. That's what I kept saying, because it is exhausting and you're in survival mode when you're like that. You're caught up in, in, in survival mode and walking around on the cricket green was a really smart thing to do because you're putting your, I should have done it without my shoes on, grounding your energy and bringing yourself. It's always about bringing yourself back into the present moment, into your body. Hmm. It takes practice, it takes practice. So be kind to yourself. So yeah, back to the journaling. Then what I do is I normally pull out a few oracle cards. And if I have a specific question, I will ask a question. 
I will ask a question and I will pull cards. So if I'm really caught up in my thoughts and I can't find peace and say, what do I need to know today? I normally pull about three cards. I will say, you know, why am I thinking about this? What is stopping me from letting go? What, what is there for me to learn? So these are all our journal questions for the, de for the day, actually. So make, make a note of these. So start, start off with, you know, what do I need to know today? But if you're in that sort of racing, catastrophic state of mind, why am I fixated on this? What is there for me to learn? What am I not seeing? What is blocking me? Why can't I let this go? And then just sit with the cards. I think I'm going to do a class on, on, on reading the cards because this isn't about being psychic. This is about connecting into your own tuition, into your own energy and being with yourself. And if you only did this for 20 minutes a day for 30 days, well, we could do a 30 day challenge. See, look, my brain's just full of ideas. Let me know. Let me drop me a line and let me know. Would you like to do a 30 day challenge of journaling? Would you like me to do a class on it? Would you like me to do a little course on it that you could download? I actually am thinking that I'm going to make you some journaling sheets. So maybe I could just make you some journaling sheets and you could use those. Perhaps if I do digital ones, you could you could use them if you've got good notes on iPad. Or you could just print them off and use them. Or you could just indeed use the prompts, the journal prompts. Yes, yeah, so I, I sit down and I, I hold the cards. I seem to get some kind of energy from holding the cards and I look at the picture on the cards or sometimes I'm drawn to a particular word and that just activates something inside of me. Sometimes it might be a colour, sometimes it might be and if there's an animal on the card or a particular scene that reminds me of something. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to get back to the original wound. You know, you're trying to get back to the original thing that your body's trying to remember so that you can say oh yeah that reminds me of the time when we went to the seaside and this happened and that happened and then oh yeah and that happened oh and this is kind of like what's happening to me right now you know what 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 does this remind me of who does this remind me of they're also two really powerful questions how am i feeling right now and what do i need what do you need to take care of yourself so that's a brief overview of my journaling practice, but I can tell you from experience that it's deeply, deeply healing. And you don't have to be JK Rowling. You don't have to write pages and pages. There is, there are on Amazon one minute journals or one line a day where you can just sit down and pull a card. You could just write one sentence a day. The goal is not really to do it all in one sitting. If, you, if you're meeting someone for the first time, you're going out on a first date with them, you don't tell them your life story and overshare and because that would scare them off, wouldn't it? Well, you might do. <laughs> you might do. I might have done that about 25 years ago. <laughs> you don't have to tell them everything. That's another thing as well. 20, go back 25 years ago. I didn't have any boundaries because I was groomed to tell my parents everything. You know, like literally I, I have this image of me emptying my, con my contents of my head out on the kitchen table. They had to know everything. I mean, that's their insecurity, but there was no privacy. So that's also really common in dysfunctional families. 
there's no boundaries there's no privacy so you have to share everything so then you automatically and also you get into over explaining yourself and that's why you feel like you have to tell everybody everything well you don't you don't I mean I sometimes feel when I'm recording this podcast that I'm massively oversharing and then I'm like but I'm sharing stuff that I hope is helpful to other people and you know it's about knowing where to draw the line for you it's your boundary what feels right for you what do I want to share so you don't have to write loads and you don't have to worry about writing it wrong or saying it wrong or doing it wrong because there isn't a wrong way to do it it's just your thoughts in the moment and what you need at that time right yeah and that's absolutely fine and it's almost like doing a big purge having a big poo <laughs> having a good emotional clear out because you get emotionally constipated that's the only analogy I can think of so by doing that as a daily practice every day you get in touch with yourself you get to release a load of crap that you don't need to carry around with you all the time you feel lighter and brighter and you feel more like you sometimes if I'm doing more of a lengthy journaling practice because I'm working on something specific I will um, tap, I will use emotional freedom technique to tap on whatever's coming up for me. I will do, a, do an episode on that. Or if anyone's listening who does emotional freedom technique for a living and wants to come on the podcast and talk to other people about how that works. So this, the, the, the phraseology for tapping and you tap on various parts of your face and your body check out Brad Yates on YouTube or Nick Ortner on YouTube they are the tapping kings you say even though I'm really worried about X or even though I'm catastrophizing about this or even though I'm so scared of what other people will think of me or even though I'm worried that I'm oversharing and I'll be judged I deeply and completely love and accept myself and you just repeat that over and over again. It's a pattern interrupt. It interrupts those catastrophic thoughts. But it does also give you a release. So when I used to do it with the kids, <laughs> when I used to do it with the kids, the boys would often need to leave the room because they'd need to go to the toilet. Yes, they literally were releasing from their little bodies. And that is how we would end the session. And what a lovely way to end it. Just letting go of all that crap. And, you know, it's not even their crap to carry, is it? It's their parents' crap. And it's their parents' parents' crap. And it's their parents' 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 crap. So you might, but there's other ways of releasing. You might laugh, you might cry, you might yawn. I yawn a lot when I'm doing it, which is a really good release. And you might be thirsty afterwards and you might um, be tired. So have some water nearby if you're doing the tapping. And then I off I pop into my shower and I get dressed and I go about my day. And it's as simple as that really. Now whether you do it in the morning, and sometimes if I don't have time to do it in the morning because I've got appointments or other commitments, I'll do it in the evening before I go to bed. The evening session is slightly different. I don't write as much. I'm more meditative. I sit cross-legged on my bed. I pull my cards. I sit with them. I do a lot more talking out loud as if I'm talking to the angels or I'm talking to my granny, my nanny, or I'm talking to the people that I have on my spiritual team that help me. I will share with you on another episode, 
the exercise of how to call in your spiritual team, your spiritual council. But if you read my book, Stuck Between Two Worlds, there is a whole exercise where Ruby goes into the walled garden and she calls in a clarity cloud and calls in her, her spiritual council. I don't call it that for the kids, but it's a lovely visualization for them to do and equally for you to do. It's really powerful. And also when you buy the book, if you, if you go to the page on my website where the book is, there is a, um, a box where you can put your email address and you get a beautiful activity book which has extracted all of the coaching exercises from the book for children, for adults, for your inner child, for whoever, it's for everyone that you can do. Um, so there's lots of wisdom in that book. It isn't just a story. There's so much that you could learn from it, so much. I'm actually writing a book at the moment while I'm here on my little country retreat. I'm writing a murder mystery. So I think I've said to you before that I love murder mysteries. And I'm writing about a retired school counsellor who's dog sitting at a cottage in the country. And she lives in a really rich suburb in the south of England called Poshwick. And one of the town's celebrities, who's a TV celebrity, gets murdered. And Ruby, Ruby, that's the other book, Lisa, not Ruby. And Dolly, Dolly Sunflower is the protagonist. Dolly gets roped into helping solve the murder because the son of the man that's been murdered is one of her ex-clients and he has stopped speaking. So she has to help him find his voice and work with him to solve the mystery. But so I'm, I'm about 30,000 words in and um, I'm just really enjoying writing. It's just so much fun, you know, channeling my inner Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> and, and I suppose it is a bit like, you know, I was talking to you about Agatha Raisin the other day and saying that I watch Agatha Raisin, which is like a cross between Midsummer Murders and Bridget Jones. It is very much like that. And I started writing it before I watched Agatha Raisin, which I thought was quite interesting. It's, it's hopefully it's funny. And, you know, Dolly's, Dolly's quite, she's got social anxiety and she doesn't talk to her family. Does she sound familiar to you? And she's got a really a good friend called Luna who owns a crystal shop. And, you know, they have tarot pulling cards sessions together and they use the tarot and the oracle cards to help them solve their crimes. So, yes, yeah, so that's that book. Hope, hope to finish that this year. But, you know, writing really is it's a form of communication, isn't it? And sometimes it's easier to write things down than it is to say them, to speak them into existence. When I was working with kids, I used to say to parents, if you have to have those difficult conversations and your kids can't have them, just leave the door open, write, open a journal, leave it in a drawer and say to them, if there's anything you ever want to ask me or anything you ever want to tell me and you feel that you can't say it, write it in the book. Um, and know that I'll never tell anyone. I think I think holding privacy and holding space for those things is also really important because you know you overhear lots of parents talking incidentally and quite you know flippantly about something funny that their kids done, but actually to the child it's not funny at all, and they're struggling with something. And imagine if they overheard that. 
I think they'd be devastated and it and I think they would lose trust in the person who was telling their story you know it's not their story it's their story to tell I'll see how I go back to my old job as a reference point over and over again so that is it for today's episode I hope you found it helpful I hope that inspires you and gives you some ideas of how to journal and set up your own practice remember you're you're doing it your way so think about what you need what lights you up where you like to sit when you do it what sort of time of day you want to do it are you a night owl are you a morning bird what sort of person are you are you best in the morning or best at night time you, you've got to make it work for you because if it becomes a chore and it's something that you don't enjoy then you won't keep doing it but then there it does involve a certain amount of discipline doesn't it and you know if you skip a few days be kind to yourself but I think I find if I skip too many days and I fall off the wagon and I think to myself oh I haven't had a chat with my cards for a few days and I can feel it I can feel the difference in me when I don't do that oh I'm a bit out of breath now because I've been walking up a really big hill sorry for the heavy breathing <laughs> it's quite nice recording this being out in nature just kind of let it flow let it flow oh it's the horses he doesn't like the horses do you Mo? They're not his favourite thing. I think he's a little bit scared of them. They've got very big hooves. And he's a very small doggy. He's a he's a Yorkshire Terrier crossed with a I think a Jack Russell and a Chihuahua. I'm not sure I think that's right. But he's a little handbag dog really. Come on then. So yes, that's today's episode. If you'd like me to teach you how to journal with the cards how to access your higher self, how to clear some of those negative beliefs. I have got a coaching program called Follow Your Heart and it's over on the website. So I'll pop a link to that in the show notes if you'd like to get involved. And let me know how you get on with trying the journaling practice. Let me know what your journaling practice looks like. Oh, another thing you might like to incorporate is some kind of movement. So if you do yoga or stretching in the morning, you could, you could somehow add that in. It's all in the mixing pot. It's all for you to decide and make it your own, as they say on X Factor. Oh, God, I can't stand that man, Simon Cow. <sighs> make it your own. Oh, is it Cheryl that says make it your own? I don't know. I don't watch normal telly anymore. I don't watch it, do you? I tend to watch a series on, on Prime or on, on YouTube. I watch a lot on YouTube. There's so much to learn on YouTube. There's lots of very credible sources on YouTube sharing their knowledge and wisdom. Right, I shall get back to my walk now. I wish you a lovely day or a lovely evening whenever you're listening to this. And I shall see you next time. Until then, stay wild. Choose love. So much love to you. Bye.